This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you will hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. If you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. When I was growing up, my grandparents lived in Ingleside. We lived in Long Lake and then Fox Lake Hills. We called them Nana and Pop Pop, and they lived on about an acre of land right off of Manitou Creek, as it's known today, in between Long Lake and Fox Lake. And along the, the road leading into the neighborhood was a, a fence, and along that fence on their property, grapes were growing. And my, my grandfather, Pop Pop, got it in his mind that he was going to make wine out of those grapes. And so I, I guess it was natural. He saw the grapes, hey, I'll make some wine. Now, I didn't have too high of expectations um, for his venture. After all, this is a man who put salt in his beer. So, um, and I think I was correct in not having too high of ex expectations. After he uncorked the bottle at the following Thanksgiving, after you know, crushing the grapes and, and making it and, and putting it away uh, and bottling it, he uncorked an incredibly fine bottle of vinegar. And really, making wine is a simple process, actually. Uh, you grow grapes, you crush said grapes into juice, you add yeast to the what's left, and that's called the must, that's the grape juice, uh, and then you put the yeast and the wine in a vat or a, a barrel to ferment it, and then you bottle it, and then you wait, and then you wait, and wait, and wait. And to me, that's got to be the hardest part of making wine. It's the waiting. The longer you wait, the idea is that the more exceptionally fine the wine will be. So today, we, I want to start us off on a message series based on Readings from the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. And in Isaiah, one of his favorite metaphors to use is that of grapes, of vineyards, of wine for the people of God and how God deals with his people. In Isaiah, God compares his people to an exceptionally fine wine. And so we're going to look at different aspects of this metaphor. We're going to discover what it's like that, to be fine wine as the people of God, that it takes cultivating, uh, it, it will take some deliberate planning and processes to make us into the people that God will consider a fine vintage. It will take crushing, and this is where it, the, the news gets a little bad, uh, to, to be a fine and exceptional wine will take unpleasant times and circumstances at times. Not unlike the crushing of grapes, the destemming and taking the skin and the, the seed and the branches and the, the, the leaves away. And maybe the most disappointingly unfortunate part of the whole process is that it takes time. In this world, we don't like to wait. This is a world where the shortest amount of time is the time it takes to take your foot off the brake and put it on the gas 
when the light turns green at a stoplight. As evidenced by the guy behind you, who the second it turns green, he's on his horn to get you out of his way. So we don't like to wait. We don't like to take the time. And in this message series, I call it like fine wine, and that's part of it, it, that it, that it takes time. Finest of wines in this world are considered by many to have aged and aged well. It takes time to make a fine wine. It takes many grapes to be crushed, and it takes a controlled fermentation. Sometimes it takes a variety of grapes to make a fine wine. So God compares the people he loves to fine wine in the writings of the prophet Isaiah. And so in this message series, we're going to actually be exploring our relationship with God, his relationship with us, and how we like fine wine are made over time. Today we're going to be warned about the wild grapes aspect of that, that wild grapes, you're going to find it difficult, if not impossible, to make wine out of. We'll also see how God will celebrate with us in heaven at a banquet of rich food and well-aged wine. And then we'll also see how God uses unexpected people, sometimes the very last people we would ever expect, to make a people unto himself. So let's start with this big idea. God desires to make you into his mature children. Now I realize that's a paradox and somewhat of a contradiction. A mature child. But that is exactly what God desires for all of us, to be his mature children. And when we become his mature children, then we will be, as Isaiah often says, like a fine-aged wine. We'll bring delight to people, as long as we're poured out in moderation, of course. But that's part of maturity, isn't it? Having the wisdom to know when enough is enough and then to back off a little bit. The child part is the delightful part. We're often delighted because of children, right? They bring joy to our hearts and smiles to our faces. God wants us to be mature children for the same reason. So as God's children, we'll also be like fine wine in that we will be valuable and sought after. Maybe not by the world. I mean, this world is long past the point where Christians were held in high regard and sought out as moral advisors and valuable assets to businesses or movements. But a mature child of God, we are still valuable and sought after by the hurting, by the needy, by the bereaved of this world. And that's the way it should be because that is exactly who we are called by God to go and reach out to. Our model and mentor is Jesus Christ, who did exactly that. He went out to those who, who needed, who who had a need for what he had, love, grace, and mercy, and forgiveness. So we need to be doing the same thing as we see the boundless need all around us. We meet that need with the boundless love of Jesus, and that is our calling as mature children of God. Because this is what happened to us. Other people saw our need and met it with the boundless love of Christ. And through us, more and more people will know Christ and his boundless love. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can also support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope.
And if you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. Now, back to today's message. Let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into the metaphor of being like fine wine and how using wild grapes will be a challenge at best. What I've been learning as I prepared for this message is that becoming a child, a mature child of God parallels the way a fine wine is made. When a wine is made, the first thing you need to do is grow grapes. And that takes time and that takes effort. The soil has to be cared for. The vines have to be pruned throughout the year. And eventually, after a season of rain and sun and warmth and growing, the grapes have to be harvested. For many followers of Jesus, we have been made children of God when we were baptized as infants, but then we're not automatically instantaneously made mature children of God. It takes time to grow. But unlike grapes, it will take many seasons for us to grow. Where wine, grapes, it's just a, a one season of grapes. A baptized child of God grows through his parents, taking them to church. And the more regular, the better the child grows. Then there is Sunday school and confirmation classes and then Bible studies. All this time and this process are part of the cultivating and growing of a child, a mature child of God. So when the grape harvest comes in, the process of making, uh, producing a fine wine becomes messy and somewhat violent. I mean, you have to crush the grapes to get the juice out that will become wine. The seeds, the skins, the leftover stems and branches and leaves, all that has to be removed. And as you go through the process of becoming a mature child of God, like a fine wine, you're going to have to go through tough, messy, and perhaps some violent times. You may have tough times in school. Eventually dropping out and starting a job or even a career that you never really imagined that you would do. Maybe instead of playing professional baseball, you find yourself becoming an auto mechanic. The transition can be messy. It can be painful. But you will find good at the end of the process. God has been part of the whole process in making you a mature child of himself. You could be going through a messy or painful divorce or leaving a messy and painful family situation. But God is there. He is forming you through all of that to make you his mature child. You may not see it now, but God is very clear that he will make good come out in the end. You will be a fine wine. Now, in this metaphor of fine wine, I'm using cultivated grapes, right? Grape vines that are deliberately planted, meticulously cared for throughout the growing season. But there are such things as wild grapes just grow by themselves with no help from anyone else. As my grandfather found out, these wild grapes are really only good for making vinegar. And like these wild grapes, we try to reach maturity on our own. We will never make it. As and we will never become the, child, the children that God intends for us to be. We cannot do it on our own. Many people have tried, and just as many people have failed. In fact, Jesus told a, meta, a parable using the, a different metaphor that illustrates this in Matthew 22. 
It's a parable called the, par the parable of the wedding feast. A man puts on a huge wedding feast. He invites all his family and friends. And he starts, as, as, the, as the feast gets closer, he starts to get the invitations, the RSVP, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it, I'm not coming. And so the man goes out into the streets to strangers and he invites them to come in. Now he provides for them all that they will need to get into the feast and to enjoy themselves and to be a part of this wedding banquet. But as he's going through and greeting all the people, he sees one man who is not wearing the clothes that he provided. And he says, how did you get in here? And the man had no answer. But this man was trying to get in on his own, doing it his own way. In a sense, he is a wild grave. And he is cast out of the feast into the outer darkness, where Jesus says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's Jesus, one of his favorite uh, metaphors or descriptions of hell itself. You see, we don't become mature child, children of God on our own or doing it our own way. We must be dealt with by God. We must be cultivated with by God. And there are several steps to this process. It is in the gospel that we become a mature child of God. Jesus was born to be our substitute. Jesus lived perfectly to be our righteousness by faith. Jesus died on the cross. To forgive all our sins. Jesus rose from the grave so that we too will rise from the grave one day. And Jesus ascended into heaven with the promise that he will take us to be with him where he is preparing a place for us now to live with him in paradise forever. One of the other ways to think about this, uh, another aspect of it is that it takes numerous hands for this process of becoming a mature child of God. Usually your first set of hands are your parents. They're the ones who first tell us about Jesus. They bring us to church. They bring us to Sunday school. They should be leading family devotions and prayers. Then there are the teachers in our lives, Sunday school, day school, catechism teachers, and then the mentors that come and go throughout the seasons of our life. These also can be teachers, pastors, older and wiser children of God who come into our lives with wisdom gained by experience. Now, what's the reason for all this? Why does God want to do this in the first place? Well, ultimately, it's because God wants you to be his child, which is good news. That is how much God loves you. He's going to make you his child. The process won't always be pleasant, but it will always be ending in good. God is with you every step of the way because he is the master of the vineyard. He is with you through all the good. In fact, he is the author of all the good in your life. But God is also with you through all the bad. I know it doesn't feel like he is, but that's part of what makes the bad bad, is that it feels like God isn't there. Now, God is not the author of all bad, but he does allow it to happen, and he uses both good and bad to make you into a fine wine, and he's never, ever going to forsake you. He will always be with you. You know, one of the things I noticed as I was started working through this message series was this wine metaphor is gushing throughout the scriptures. We're in Isaiah, early parts of Isaiah, for this message series. But if you get further into Isaiah, say in chapter 53, you'll hear these words. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed like a grape for our iniquities. Jesus was crushed on the cross like so many grapes. So that in, with, and under the bread and the wine of Holy Communion, we could have 
the forgiveness of sins. So throughout this message series, you're going to be hearing from Isaiah as well as others about how God is making you into an exceptionally fine wine. But that isn't the end point. As you become a mature child of God, the fine wine God is making, you then become a worker in his vineyard. That's you're a vintner now. You're a part of how God makes someone else into a mature child of his. And eventually, you just might become mature enough to become God's sommelier, an expert in wine, and how that gets paired with other foods, and, the, and what are the best kinds of wine. You can use your experience and your wisdom given to you by God to help others become a mature child of God. All of this is because Jesus loves you. And so we'll continue this next time, next week, in this message series, Like Fine Wine, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Wood, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.